What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones, and we've got another good week for you. We're going into wild card weekend. The NFL regular season is over. Um, none of our teams are still playing. Uh, first time that's happened for me in a little over a decade now, so uh, I'm not really sure how to feel right now, but it is what it is. We've also got the Natty for college football coming up uh, next Monday night, so we're going to get right into that off the bat. Uh, we got Ohio State, Alabama. Ohio State absolutely embarrassed Clemson last weekend. Alabama... Really just gutted out Notre Dame. Notre Dame scored at the end there to make it a little bit closer, but that game really, really was never close. Um, this should be a really, really good matchup, I think. Um, looking at how Clemson played against Ohio State, I'm actually kind of glad that Ohio State made it because uh, they they seem to be putting it together. The line right now is uh, 7.5 in favor of Alabama, and the total is a monstrous 75 what do you guys think about the game? I mean, it's good. let's pray for a good one. You know, I feel like we've had a lot of good natty games recently, the last few years. Let's let's pray for a good one. Um, Ohio State. I mean, it's the same line, right? That it, they were against Clemson, seven or seven and a half. Yeah, seven yep. and a half. Same line. So, I mean, let's hope Ohio State makes it a, makes it a, a game, but. How how well does Justin Fields have to play for people, dumb people, but people, to say he should be considered drafted over Trevor Lawrence? I think if he plays, if he's still banged up, he's, you know, people are under the assumption that he's banged up. He looks like it after that shot to the ribs, which was called targeting. Yeah, what would you guys uh, think about that? that? I mean, I was. I hate it. I hate it. That by just the, was bullshit. Book, I, it's complete bullshit. By the book, yes, it is targeting for college. You grow up. I wasn't a football player, but you grow up. You you um, are taught how to play the game your whole life, and then now in college, there's this targeting rule: leading with the crown of your helmet. All right, how the hell are you supposed to lead? You're you know you're you're diving. You're trying to make tackles. Your head, you can't. You know what I mean? That you you can't just get rid of your head. Yeah, they want you to look up or whatever. And then you get to the NFL, though it's not consistent, and there's no targeting for. Duck leading with the crown of your helmet. It's all bullshit. It's all like you're trying to make it a peaceful game, and it's not. It's a violent game, and not to it's mention all it, the CT coming out. It like, was like a textbook CT. tackle, and Justin Fields yeah, turned like, his back he into it. Into it, he like he <laughs> like put he like backed into it. It wasn't it wasn't the defender's fault. Who I believe I can't remember his name, but that's their best defensive player. Yeah, and, it's the middle linebacker. Yeah, and you just you take him out of the game, and what was that? The second quarter. It's like yeah. Yeah, and then of it course it wouldn't have mattered, but still, yeah, I know was, Fields was. It was just like out of his, this world. Like it was, he was a yard from the first down six, so he needed to hit him and drop him. He couldn't have like if you go for your ankles, like he's gonna fall forward and get the first. Yep. He hit him, dropped him, and I didn't have anything problem with it. it just we're just so soft. Yeah, when Everyone they went back and protect players, like when they went back and reviewed that, I was like. Are are they being serious right now? Are they about to? Yeah, and mean, the announcers are like, oh, out of control. Textbook is targeting. Out of control with this targeting. I hate and it. And you're also like the NFL. You get a, a 15 yard penalty, and it's like strike one or two. Yes. Like, college, you're just yeah. You can't play anymore. You're done. Like what? And if it's if it's, it's a like regular season game, game like and it's a it's you're in the second quarter, you can't play the, the first half of the next over, game yeah. either. What is that? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it, like, I mean, like, I hate the argument that, like, uh, oh, well, that's like how, like Sully said, like, oh, yeah, technically that's how it is. Like, they're calling it right. And I'm like, that we're, we don't have a problem with the refs calling it. We got a problem with the book. Like, we have a problem with that even being considered. Yeah. Like, we're not out here, like, I mean, yeah, in the moment we're ostracizing the refs. But at the end of the day, our problems with the rule, not the it being called that way within the game. You know, it's like the flagrant foul in the NBA. The 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 definition of a flagrant one is literally excessive contact. Now, that's a fucking arbitrary amount. It's a it's a subjective call. It's not an objective call, and that's why it's bullshit. You could just say it's flagrant. Like what? You could just yeah, say it's I, this. I, I these you know? these football's just a violent game and you can only make it so safe. And they've tried to do it and people are gonna get hurt. There's gonna be CT, unfortunately, and if you don't want to, don't play. My my parents never had me play football because I was a skinny uh, kid and you know, I'm not don't hate that they didn't have me play football as much as I love it. I don't don't hold it against them at all. They didn't want me to play. I could have played me when I was older. Um, it's not for everyone. Uh, I kind of wanted to play deep down now that I think about it, but at the same time, I'm glad I don't have the brain issues. So, um, you know, it, it's a violent sport. You can't, you're There's literally million, tackling yeah. with your head. That's what you do. Like, you know, we know the ramifications and you can't, what is it? It's going to be two hand touch at this rate in 10 years. Like, Come on. And what other, what other, like, there's so many other professions and areas of work that hold danger and there's no focus on it, you know? Like, yeah. What do you, I mean, stuntmen in movies, they take more safety precautions than anyone in the world and they break limbs like they fucking brush their teeth. Happens yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, and no, I don't hear anyone. They make a, a one one hundredth of what NFL players make. Mm -hmm. You fucking take, you, Certain jobs have certain risks in all facets of life. Yeah, and they get paid a hefty price for for that risk, with that risk. Yeah. Why are you not saying that firemen should get $37 million a year like, you know, fucking Tom Brady does? Yeah. Because they risk their life more than any football player, and yeah. they make 56 fucking thousand dollars a year if they're lucky. You know, and same with police officers. It's the same thing. Like, it's just... Yeah, you, you we're, we're just we're drawing for. lines in areas that it's not universal in society. Exactly, and exactly. And that's why bullshit. it's bullshit. But to answer your question, um, I think if if you know if it's a really really close game, or if Ohio State wins and and Fields is fantastic, I think he will get a lot of looks at the number one pick. He at least has everyone's attention. If you're the Jaguars, now we at least got to consider him. Um, it's a possibility, like whether it's two, one, five, twenty percent, whatever, ten percent. Um, you know, I think I think it's like you got to do your due diligence at this point. And if he plays fantastic and beats Alabama, maybe it's a conversation for them. Um, it wouldn't be a conversation for me and most people. I know there are some analysts that prefer, very few that prefer him over Lawrence. Um, and you know, uh, as a Jet fan, I hope I hope that's the case, and probably ninety five percent chance they they'll take Trevor Lawrence, I'd imagine. But um, if he beats this historically good Alabama team, it's not historically great defensively. Um, then you how, know, how, how much would you pay for Trevor Lawrence if you're the Jets to move up to one from two? I would pay. 
Obviously, the second pick in this draft, I would do the late first-round pick we have. I would do um, next year's first and then another third, I would think. So I would say three firsts and two, three firsts and a third. I think that's what I would do. The two yeah, firsts this year, so the second pick, second pick, the 20, whatever it is, fifth, next year's first, and then a third. I think it takes... I think it takes what was paid for RG3 just to sit at the table and have the conversation. Do you think what I just said is close? I think that's I, – I, I think anything less than that, uh, the Jaguars aren't even pick up the phone. I think that's what it takes to start the conversation. Not <clears throat> saying that that couldn't get it done, but I think anything less doesn't even start the conversation. Because that, yeah. that's what I would do if I was the Jaguars. I'd like – oh, you don't have three first-round picks plus a little extra seasoning on the side? Click. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to get like a Marcus May too, like that's you know that'd be smart of them. Um, it would be smart to get a haul from him. I mean, it could be smart if they got you know maybe they maybe they have Fields graded not as far behind that it would make a ton of sense for them. You know, it all yeah. depends how they have him graded. If they have him graded you know tenfold better, no price will be worth it. But imagine, <clears throat> imagine the Colts traded the Andrew Luck for Robert Griffin. Yeah, that's it's a it's a very very good point. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, Luck's out of the league now. There's been tons but, of you know sure thing, um, almost sure thing. Whether it's a Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf seemed to be a sure thing. Um, uh, you know, you know Peyton Manning or Ryan Leaf, they are both hands down can't miss. One's a top three quarterback of all time, and then one is top three bust of all time. And I don't think Lawrence will be a bust. No one does. But that's that's the thing. I mean, um, we really don't know. As much of a sure thing as he is, we don't know for sure. We don't. Um, you know, he, we think he'll have a certain ceiling at minimum, almost like a lock. But who knows? With injuries, with lack of line protection situation, um, you know, poor coaching. I mean, you know, there's a lot of variances with how good he want to inevitably be in the NFL. You know, maybe he'll be a top five quarterback ever. Maybe he'll, you know, have a nice career like Luck, and that's it. Who knows? But you got to answer the the calls for sure. Um, as a Jet fan right now, I'm a fraud, and I'm on the Fields bandwagon. Uh, Sam, just the same old Sam. Flashes and nothing else. And uh, Fields really impressed me. He showed toughness. He had some Russell Wilson in him, it looks like. I, you know, don't want to say it lightly, but... Um, you know, just the way the game's moving, Colin talks about it all the time. It's just mobile quarterbacks, Burrow, Herbert, Tua, Lamar, Josh Allen, um, Aaron Rodgers is mobile. All Mahomes. these guys, Mahomes, Mahomes, even. Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So mo- all these guys move so well. Jalen Hurts. Not that these guys are all amazing. Baker's yeah, it, mobile. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't need to be, you don't need to be Lamar, but like name a good quarterback in the NFL who's consistently good that cannot yeah. move at all. There's, like there's it, like Eli or Philip Rivers. Like there's those, decent those guys quarterbacks don't... that are struggling right now. Okay. Like like Goff. Matt like Ryan. Goff. Goff. Yeah. Matt Ryan. Like the um, games just change. You need to be mobile. You can't. You need the, the DNs are bigger. They're faster. Yeah. They're stronger. You're like, not you need gonna. To be able to there's not gonna be. There's no more. <clears throat> like once these guys retire, there's gonna be no more. Brady's and Rivers not many. and Manning. Like you, you have to be fan elite because. It's not even just running for five yards, six yards. It's getting out of the pocket to get out of the pocket to be able to throw the ball right. away and not get the intentional grounding. 
You know, Aaron Rodgers does that so often. Get out of the pocket, throw it away. Next play, 50-yard touchdown. So, I mean, even you look at guys like Darnold and and Daniel Jones, like yeah, they move very well. You don't consider them mobile quarterbacks, but they can move. They can make a throw on the run. Jones more so because he's got the wheels, but Darnold can move. And but will I mean, uh, Fields just gives you that other that other gear, like um, almost like a uh, Lamar type player or Hurts. Like he has another gear. And maybe can elevate the team when there's and scramble for a 50 yard touchdown and make some magic yeah. happen. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like those guys are considered like on the bottom half of you know if you were to name who guys you think are mobile quarterbacks and Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold make. I mean, they make they look like Michael Vick next to a guy like Peyton or Tom Brady or Philip Rivers yeah. or Eli Manning. They really do. Even Big but, Ben. I mean, Big Ben can scurry if he needs to, but he he's lumbering along. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, but I, I'm at this point. Give me, give me Fields. I'm just, uh, Donald. I'm just like, I don't know what to do anymore. But one thing I'll say is, if we do keep Donald, I won't be mad at all. You got to take the tackle, Sewell, however you say his name, from Oregon. Opted out this year. He's a monster. Pairing with Becton makes a lot of sense. I get it. Mel Kiper said that's what he would do. Pretty smart guy, but. It all depends the coach we get. Like Jordan Palmer's the coach of uh, quarterback coach for Josh Allen, Sam Donald. Sam, he said Sam Donald's been fantastic in the offseason. Like he's made great strides, and I don't think it's all BS. Palmer's legit. He's great at what he does, developing quarterbacks. It depends the quarterback or the coach, the offense coordinator you're pairing him with. Brian Dobble's done a fantastic job. If we can get a Brian Dobble, um, Dabble, whatever his name is, offense coordinator for the Bills. If he comes, becomes our head coach. I mean, I have a lot of confidence with with us going with Sam forward rather than we, you know, another you know boring pick or a defensive guy. Like, yeah, he can probably turn Sam to a top 10, 15 quarterback possibly with what he's done with Josh Allen. So what that, about the enemy from the Chiefs? I like the enemy a lot too. I know some aren't as crazy about him. Um, I don't want it to be like a gay situation where it's like, I'm not saying he's gay, but it's like, you know, it was the quarterback that made him great. What about, uh, they're saying, uh, McDaniels is saying he's open to head coaching opportunities. I don't want McDaniels. No. No. Even with as good as he is on offense? I'd rather go with this, get an offensive coordinator, get a quarterback guy for him, and then go with Sala or. Uh, Fitzgerald, you know, some of the college coaches, even like a wild card, give me a, like a dad of the Mullins. Give me Mullins. That wouldn't and be he's, bad. He's a nut. He's really, he he's a, a brilliant offensive mind. What about he's Urban? brilliant. He's just like kind of a train wreck, like as a person. He's had always like controversy and said like dumb things. He'd kind of be like a Rex Ryan, only like more wild. Yeah, that's a good what point. About, what about Urban? I don't think Urban has any interest. I always think I think Urban's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> as a person, I think he's a piece of shit. Like, cause oh my health, you know, I can't do it anymore. Now he's asking for twelve more, twelve million. He's just he's a big phony, and he's a great coach. And I don't know how he'd be in the NFL. Maybe he'd be good. Maybe he'd suck. I don't know. So one of the best college coaches probably ever. He always gets a controversy. He always someone always hits him. He always gets in trouble for something. Then he blames it on his health. And now a price tag. Someone will get him. The Jags. Someone will get him. I'm good on yeah, Urban. Yeah, Jags. Jags and Chargers are the two leading candidates. Right I'm now. good on Urban. 
Yeah. Has anyone, I'm trying to think, who, who's been really successful at both the college and NFL level? It's happened in the NBA. Pete Carroll? Yeah, yeah. Pete Carroll. There, there's the answer. I can't think of another one, though. Yeah, because not, not Harbaugh. He was good in the Jimmy NFL, John- got I to mean, a Super Bowl, Jimmy and then Johnson. went back yeah, to Michigan Jimmy and sucked. That's With the, the U and then the Cowboys. Um, and, like, uh, uh, Harbaugh overperformed at Stanford, but I don't consider, like, the type of success I'm talking about is winning a natty or being legitimate contenders multiple times. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't consider what he did at Stanford to be successful under the, the guise of this question. No, I think it was, I think he was better in the NFL than in college. I think yeah. he, I would give him success in the NFL, and then I would say he was not successful in college. Yeah, agreed. I would say the same thing. Yeah, even though he didn't win in the NFL, win a Super Bowl, I right? Say. Got there, but yeah, um, those, those damn lights in yeah, New Orleans and playing your brother, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. so who do you guys like? Uh, who who would you pick in this one? Um, in the Natty? Yeah, yeah, seven and uh, a half. I'm gonna go with against the spread. I'm definitely going with Ohio State. I like that. Me too. Um. It depends for me when the game's going to be played. It might be pushed back from COVID. If uh, Jalen Waddle plays, I'm definitely going to take Alabama. He had that fractured ankle, and he might be coming back. If the game gets pushed back, he should definitely play. If he doesn't play, I'll take Ohio State. I think Fields um, proved many people wrong, including myself, for his big game ability, gutty. Um, Secondary for Alabama is kind of not great at all. Secondary for Ohio State's pretty shitty too. It ranked like 130th. They just their pass rush was phenomenal, and they really got to Lawrence. That's the key. So um, that's kind of it's kind of all depending on if Waddle plays for me. Alabama got a pretty solid offensive line though. Yeah, better than they better do. Than Clemson, Clemson wasn't bad either though, and they made them look. That's fair. That's fair. But Cle- Alabama's defense is much better than Clemson's talent wise. Yeah. Um, he, they could, I mean, you know, could cause fits. For, Can we just take a people. second to say how much of a joke Notre Dame is? And I know we all hate Notre Dame and just, yeah. fuck no, Notre Dame. I, I just, no, I I'm done with everything. Notre Dame. They're like, they're like fucking UCF at this point. And if UCF got a bid or, you know, got into the playoff, I think a few that's times an insult to UCF, honestly. They're just such a joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's and then fair. Brian Kelly's all chippy and oh the narrative and this I don't care about the oh dude you're a clown. How does Brian Kelly still have a job? First yeah, of all, you got ridiculous. Jesus on your side. You got fucking <laughs> angels in the end zone and you can't win shit. Talk to me about fucking God. Get out of here with Notre Dame. I'm so sick of Notre Dame and everyone. So sick of Notre Dame. Ian Book too. I mean, he's not a, like he doesn't seem like that bad a guy too. Like he's had success, but like. He just can't get it done in big games either. And he's not yeah, awful at all. Well, he's going to be Deshaun Kaiser 2.0 in the NFL. I'm yeah. sorry, but... Yeah, no, he's oh. not going to be good at all in the NFL. He, was a really, he had a really good career, but... Yeah, it ain't happening. I'm, I'm so sick of Notre Dame. I don't ever want to hear Notre Dame's name talked about in the no. college football playoff again. Well, you know what? Let's keep it in Indiana, but let's move to the professional level. Let's go to the wild card weekend. Let's talk NFL matchups. First one on Saturday, 1.05 p.m. Saturday. Love, love, love Saturday afternoon NFL football. We got the Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Line is six and a half in favor of the Colts. I love the Bills here. I just, I love the Bills. I think the Bills are going to no, roll six, the Colts. Bills are six and a half. Bills are six and a half. Did I say Colts? Bill, Bills, yeah, Bills are laying. 
Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I meant to say Bills. Sorry if I said Colts. Love yeah, the Bills, Bills here too. minus I think the Bills six went by ten to fourteen. Yeah, I think yeah. I think more. I think the Bills are a literal wagon right now, and they. Yeah. We know no one circles the wagons like the Bills, but I think that they are going to. I think they're just going to roll the Colts. All you gotta do is stop Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor quietly yep. finished the year like with eleven hundred yeah. rushing yards and seven hundred and forty yeah. yards in his last four games. Yeah, um, that was insane. So if they get up early and they abandon the runner, they're unable to. You know, you're literally looking at Philip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton and Zach Pascal. That's yep. exactly what they did against the Steelers, and they lost. Yeah, they, they got up early, dominating on the run, and then they started throwing the ball fifty times in the second half and. Rivers is, you know, a high school quarterback at this point. Yeah, the only way is if they the bill they can win or make it close is if the Bills just can't stop J- JT. If they, that's the only way. Mm-hmm. And then, you, and then you have a couple big third down stops, um, whether it's by luck or you know big an interception or a big play in the return game. It's the only way I see it. I I, I see it like yeah, ten to fourteen points for me, maybe more. Yeah, I just think the Bills, I mean, their offense has been so good lately, even with the backups against Miami. I mean, Matt Barkley came My in with God. a bunch of backup receivers, and they they put up like four touchdowns. They, they yeah. scored 56 in the game against yeah. a really good defense, a yeah. top 10 to 5 to 10 defense. Crazy. Yeah, the number one scoring defense, too. Or the scoring is in the defense scores points, right. not scoring is in the amount of points they give yeah. up. I The Bills this year also 11 and 5 against the spread and 12 of their 16 games have gone over. I love that. And love also that. the Colts, the Colts, um, 10 of their 16 have gone over. So I think I'm taking, I think I'm going to take that total too and just hammer it. It's pretty high. I think it's, uh, I think it's in the fifties. Let me look. Probably like 54. Yeah. I think it might I even guess. be 56 to be honest with you. Um, 51, 51. Oh yeah. Our- Take that. Are Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs the best wide receiver quarterback combo in the NFL right now? Outside of Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, yes. Well, Adams I mean, and Rodgers. Adams and Rodgers, that's true. Actually, Adams and yeah. Rodgers. I'm giving I I am giving you Adams and Rodgers for sure. I don't know if I'm giving you Hill and Mahomes this year. I, I don't I, think I am because Hill's Diggs was a, Diggs was Hill's better than better, Hill this year. But he's not a possession receiver like Diggs. I true. I think Diggs had a better year. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Uh, what's his name? Tyreek, I think, might have had more touchdowns, but yeah, overall, you're right. Diggs definitely did have the better year. He had 1500 and change yardage wise. Yeah, I no, think. I, I mean, Tyreek Hill be, had a better, had a more consistent year, and um, I just think Stefan Diggs is such a more well-rounded route tree, more diverse route tree. Still, um, like Diggs will beat you anything: intermediate, short, deep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 127 receptions. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, everyone called the Bills crazy when they traded. Not crazy, but they were like, oh, they gave up a lot for him. I I mean, they make that trade 10 times out of 10. He he was worth everything they gave up for. Oh, yeah. Without him, I don't think they're – I think they probably have three three less wins at least without Diggs. Yeah. He he changed the game for him. Everybody won. The the Vikings got Justin Jefferson – Fantastic Everyone. trade, yeah. Who also was, is quietly one of the best receivers in the league. Not quietly, but is just one of the best receivers in the league. He's going to be – he yeah. might he might be the best receiver in the league by next year. 
if he gets a better he, quarterback. I think he's going to be a Hall of Fame type receiver. He already broke the the rookie record um for all Randy for Moss. receiving. He well he broke the Vikings Randy Moss's Vikings record for receiving yards by a rookie, and then he broke the all time NFL record for a rookie in receiving yards in the Super Bowl. He had fourteen hundred yeah. yards, fourteen hundred yards on the dot. On the dot, yeah. He only came in. He was only 135 off of the league. And Kirk lead. Cousins is his quarterback. It's not like he's I know. A, who's who's an av- Kirk's pretty much average at this point. It's not like he's got a Mahomes or even like you know, he's got an average quarterback like that has an okay arm, doesn't have a, you know, isn't highly consistent. So he's Alex Smith on the Niners. It's the same guy. A yeah. little, little less mobile, but. 88 catches on 125 targets, 7 TDs, and 1,400 yards. That's fucked. Yeah, it was insane. No, I think he was fancy receiver 6 or 7 this year, something yeah. like that. That's that's crazy. Um, all right, so we're all in agreement on the Bills there. That's good because I, I would kind of call you crazy if you took the Colts in this one. Now that I said that, though, the Colts are going to cover. Uh, next up, four, uh, 440 on Saturday, kind of a weird start time. Uh, the Rams at the Seahawks. The Seahawks minus four. Um, I love the Rams here. Yeah, same. Love I, the Rams. Love the Rams. Um, I'll, I'll contrary. I'll take it. The contrarian point. I'll take the Seahawks. I, I give me Russell Wilson in the in the playoffs. I just Goff hasn't done it for me this year. I'm I'm. I don't all like Goff. I I don't like Goff at all. I'm just. To me, it's taking the points in a low-scoring yes. defensive battle. Um, Russell Wilson is not. I mean, he had a late two two late touchdowns to give him, propel him to that win against the Niners, but he's struggled the last seven eight weeks. Um, Carson's banged up. Um, their defense, I think, is overrated. Their pass defense is pretty shitty. Pass rush isn't great, so Goff should have time to to pick his spots, and and you know they're gonna get. They got Acres. Hopefully, he'll be healthier. You're gonna get Cup back. Um, they didn't have Cup this week. Um, and that defense is just so elite. That Rams defense is so good that I think they're gonna be able to pressure Wilson enough to limit him. This Seattle offense, like I said, last five six weeks has been pedestrian at best. So he'll make plays, sure, but I see it like um, 2017 game Rams winning or losing by three. But yeah. I think so That's too. Fair. I, I just think it'll be I, close. I don't have a lot of players on either team. I really trust. And Wilson's do, one of them. do or do or die, and Wilson's number one on that list by a mile in that game. Well, um, Donald. Yeah. Okay. Let's say Donald has the game of his life. He has five sacks and a forced fumble. Like, is that could that win the game? At the right time, sure. Could also mean nothing. You know. So, yeah. you know, it's not it. People like to say, you know, guys like Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack and, you know, they have a, such they can have such a great impact on a game. It's like, yeah, they can. But every time Russell Wilson has a good game, it's had, it has an enormous impact. Aaron Donald could have the game of his life and it means nothing in the grand scheme of the game. So that's why I'm, you know, if you're if that's the best you have to throw at me for the, as a, as the Rams. Well, um, yeah, I know, but you got, you got Jalen Ramsey who's giving up 20 yards per game. So Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf, Metcalf struggled on him. Um, 
that's not that he's completely taken away, but Jalen Ramsey has been fan fucking tastic this year. Yeah. So you haven't gonna, heard him talk a lot so of Lockett. You're gonna need a lot of Lockett. You're gonna need a lot of David Moore, and you're gonna need a lot from the tight end group. Um, I love David Moore from a DFS perspective. You're gonna yeah, get so cheap, and he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of targets in this game. I think. Because mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, Metcalf is like. He's been he's been shut out this year. I mean, he's had absolutely yeah. phenomenal games. The last five or six weeks, he's kind of come back to earth. Yeah, but he's put up he's put up some goose egg, not literal goose eggs, but pretty damn close. You know? No, I I, I agree. So, I think I think people were a little too high on Metcalf. Not that he's not a talent and a freak, but do they just get obsessed with you know his the size and the speed? Yeah, I mean, and everyone's a prisoner of the moment type of thing. You know? Yeah, he still has a way to go route running and still catching the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he had some tough drops this year. You know, Devontae Adams, his first two years in the league, was ranked as the worst wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I remember he had so many drops. That's pretty crazy, yeah. and now he just doesn't drop the ball. Now yeah. he's just now he's I DeAndre mean, he's Hopkins. He's yeah. literally the best receiver in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, that's, but that's yeah, it crazy. was it was his drops. They, it, he had a catch rate of like forty eight percent. Yeah, yeah I remember two. he was when you had there Jordy and um, and Cobb, Cobb and and Jennings. Yeah, Greg Jennings. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so we're split on that one. That's okay. Um, I think that the uh, Seahawks will probably win though. I like the Rams to cover though. I think four four will be big. I hope it goes up a little bit. Um, another one I hope that moves the Saturday night game, eight 15 Saturday night, the bucks have to go up to Washington to play. Um, (laughs) the 11 and five team has to go play the seven and nine team on the road. Kind of, uh, kind of an injustice to the bucks there, but that's okay. Um, line right now is, uh, minus eight in favor of the bucks. Uh, currently 92% 92% of the money and 61% of the bets are on the Bucks at minus eight. Yeah, I got plus nine on my bookie right now, but give me plus eight, plus eight and a half, plus nine. Give me the yes. fucking football team. Yep, I'm right there. Oh, with yeah, you. that's how I'm feeling. You're, we're going to see that. a low-scoring game. We have two elite D-lines, two great defenses, top five defenses, um, Brady has struggled yeah. as hot as Brady has been. Brady's been fantastic against bad competition. Brady's going to struggle. This O-line is not great. He struggles, batted balls down. He can't get out of the pocket against Montez Sweat and Chase uh, Young and crew. They're going to get to him. You might see some strip sacks. You might see balls batted down. You're going to see a lot of sacks. And uh, Alex Smith probably won't be able to do anything either. Um, I actually like the under in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... Yes. Yeah, and the total's not high. It's forty-five. So you want to talk to me about forty-five? Yeah, I mean, I don't see the skin a, scoring uh, more than I don't see the skin scoring more than thirteen. Um, I could see a twenty-thirteen game. I could see a seventeen-thirteen game. We may see more running. We may see more running in this game um, from the Bucks. Honestly, we may see a little a, a, a Rojo type game um, to try and set up the pass. Um, the skins really can't. The Bucks are so good against the run. The skins really can't run very well in general. Gibson's a very good running back. Um, you know, and who I knows what that, happens with Mike Evans? I mean, he 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 practiced today. He practiced today in full, but it was only because it was a walkthrough. They said if it was a real practice, he would have sat out. So he technically didn't practice today. 
I have I mean, a feeling he probably will play because it's Mike Evans. But I don't know how effective he will be. And they may just utilize him around the goal line if he does play. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing that all year, and he's been great at it. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But then it could be comes a situation. I don't know. But I, I figured he wasn't going to play at first when I heard the injury. Yeah. First, NFL, first receiver in NFL history to have seven consecutive 1,000-yard seasons to start a career. That's crazy. Yeah, people say Godman's better in this. All right. Yeah. I Mike mean. Evans, elite. he's a he's one of those guys that really gets lost in, like, the top wide receiver conversation. Because he never has, a, like, his monster. He's had some really big years, and he'll have, like, a down year touchdown-wise. Very, like, up and down with that. But he's always consistent. He's always over. Obviously, he's always over 1,000 yards. He's always there, but he's never a top three receiver. He's always, like, yeah, top Yeah, but by the same token, if you don't, I don't think there's any mm-hmm. argument to have him outside your top six or seven. No. It's really you. You don't, and he's just even if he's five, six, or seven, he's consistently there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's been that. He's been that for the last five or six years of his career. Out of the seven, like who's better, Evans or Metcalf? Everyone, most people probably take Metcalf, but like, give me, give me the sure know. hands of Evans. I don't even think that's a conversation. Yeah, I don't they, either. Like, if you said that to me, I'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. And I guarantee you 80-90% would take Metcalf. Yeah. Just I'll because think. because of you see the physique, you see the speed, you see the separation and the the big playability. People get lost in that. But I would take Evans as well. Of course. Like if, at this point, if you wanna say like to me, I, I think I think you my top five are probably uh, Adams, Hopkins. I'm fine with Jones or or uh, Tom, or I was gonna say Thomas at three or four, and then and then you have a toss up of Tyreek and Evans at five. No, I think Tyreek. I think Tyreek's uh, Tyreek hasn't done it long enough, but I think you gotta go Tyreek um, for me based on. The big playability, I just, uh, he's just, how many touchdowns did he have this year? 14? Yeah. Tyreek? Consid- yep. I mean, the body, whole body of work, Evans has been better. Um, but Evans has also never had Patrick Mahomes. No, I know. Or that Chiefs offense. I mean, I get, like, listen, I, I'm not saying that Evans is definitely better than Tyreek or anything, but I, just the fact that Evans is in that tier and he's not, Often enough recognized yeah. to be in that tier. Tyreek had 15 is. touchdowns. I would probably go Tyreek five, then I'd probably go Evan six, then I'd probably go like Keenan Allen seven. Yeah, I think that's then, fair. You know, but I, I'm saying I'm fine with you if you wanted to switch around a couple of those like within yeah. that. But that's the crew. That like, you can't drop Thomas too far. Like everyone had him one last year, and like you can't drop. I mean, Evans. Like, I mean, MT can't be lower than five in my opinion. I, because oh yeah, I mean I have him at three or four depending yeah, on I, I, personal I'd have preference. Him at four. I'd have him at four. But I, I mean I had Hopkins as the best receiver in the NFL coming into this, and now I think it's Devontae Adams after this year. But yeah, I think yeah, Hopkins is too. And I, I I'm still open to listening to an argument that Hopkins like there is an argument that Hopkins is still the top receiver. I don't think there's an argument that Julio or Michael Thomas is. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Not anymore, at least, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. 
I, I definitely agree with that. It was just a weird year for Thomas. Yeah, I mean, talk about an all-time bust for. Yeah. Oh my God, I know. Yeah. Sorry, Bliss. Give oh. me the. Uh, give me. Yeah. Give me. I'll say six. They win by six to seven. The. Uh, the Bucks. Yeah, I agree. I think and the under for sure. I mean, Washington has gone under in ten of their sixteen games and pushed on one. So, um, if it's a also Alex Smith, like like. Even though they don't run the ball a lot, he doesn't throw a lot of incomplete passes. It's a lot of short throws to J.D. McKissick, to the, Sims, to the ultimate game short manager. Passes. The ultimate game yeah. manager. He's been the ultimate game manager since he was back in Kansas City. That's that's what yeah. Alex Smith has always been. Um, yeah. moving on, we got Baltimore at Tennessee, uh, Sunday at one o five. The line is uh, minus three for the Ravens. Total is 55. I like Tennessee as the home dog here. It is a it, normally in the regular season trap line. I, I don't know if it's a trap line um, with the with the home team being plus three, but I, I think the Ravens are the trap. Yes. Yeah, oh, the rate. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The Ravens are the trap. I don't know, though, with the playoffs. Like, is it a trap line or is it just like I think it's a fair line. I think right now, I think the Ravens are the team you don't want to play. I think the Titans are very inconsistent and have been inconsistent all year. But the Titans have won games when they've needed to. They needed to win on Sunday. I mean, that wasn't a pretty game, that's for sure. But they got it done. They got the win. I think. Uh, I think they'll. I with think the they'll doink. Win. Yeah, with the doink, the doink worked for once. I'll be honest. I I see this different. Maybe I'm. I love the Ravens here. I think both quarterbacks have done great this year. Uh, both are mobile. Lamar obviously is a different. Lamar has really been killing it, and not against great competition, but he's got his groove. I think his confidence was shook a little bit. The run game has been fantastic with Gus Edwards and mainly Dobbins. Um, obviously Lamar, they're running it. The difference though is the defenses to me. That's where I see a huge disparity. The Ravens' defense is elite, top three or four to me, and the Titans' defense is putrid. Um, it's awful. They can't stop the run, and they certainly can't stop the pass. So that pass rush is non-existent, and their back end has been so bad. Um, you know, you're, they're getting they have big leagues and bl- blowing them against any quarterback who's legit. I think Lamar will be able to pick them apart with his legs, with his arm. I think they'll be able to run effectively. I love over 55. Yes. Um, and I like the Ravens to win by like a touchdown. Um, I, I really like the Ravens um, to pound the rock. I think they're going to have their, I think they could put up a 40 burger in this game. Um, I really do. The, the Ravens are dropping 30, 40 a week and the Titans can't stop a nosebleed right now. They haven't all, all year. I have one. I think the Ra- the Titans are like a bottom 10 defense to me and the Ravens are top five. So to me, the only way the Titans win for me is if um, Lam- uh, Tannehill picks them apart and you absolutely can't stop Derrick Henry. And Are you going to stop Derrick Henry? No, but the Ravens have a pretty good shot at slowing them down and at least getting them to third and five, third and manageable with those great corners that they have in Humphreys and um, who's the other Who's the other. Uh, I can't. I think I think of his name. Corey they, Davis, they, AJ Brown, John U. Smith. No, no, no. There's the secondary for the Ravens. Yeah, oh. Marlon Humphrey, and oh. then oh, oh. Um, I thought you said Adam Humphreys. <laughs> no, 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 no. He hasn't been relevant. But they have a great. They have a great secondary. Good against the run. 
Henry will get a buck thirty, buck forty. He'll get his, but um, I really, really love the Ravens this, in this in this spot actually. And the Ravens are on fire. The Titans have been blowing big weeks, and then that kicking game is suspect. But the Sloman guy, Gaskowski, that's another big advantage. Tucker versus this kicking crew of Titans. That's a big advantage for the the Ravens. If you're within sixty, we kind of know Tucker's going to hit it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Tucker, he is absolutely the model of consistency when it comes to kicking. Yeah. Um, I see. I think it's going to be very high scoring, and I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be close, and I think it'll be very similar to the last time they played. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to come right down Ravens to the win end. By five. No, the Titans won in overtime. Did they? Titans beat them in overtime. Tannehill had a great game, too. 22 for 31, 259 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Lamar struggles. He 17 for 29, 186 yards, and one and one. Um, I think, uh, and Henry, eight. I mean, Henry, 28 carries, 133 yards, and a touchdown. I just think Vrabel knows how to game plan against Lamar. Yeah, I think, uh, I, th- I mean, that one ended 30-24, so it wouldn't hit the total in this one. But I think it'll be I think it'll be more high scoring. I think both these offenses have just been have been putting up points the past few weeks, and I definitely don't see it stopping here. I think they're going to get stuck in a shootout, and it's going to be who can't score is going to be the one who loses this one. But I do I I think I, the line I just got to take I got to take the home dog. That's fair. I'm I'm with you. I'm taking the Titans as well. Um. Next up, we have the Bears at the Saints. Uh, Saints minus ten. Yeah, Saints. Yeah, Saints, Saints minus, minus ten. 10. Uh, totals forty-seven. Give me the over in the Saints. I uh, the, the Saints are gonna roll the Bears here. Nice of the Bears to be able to get in. Good for Chicago. You lost some draft spots. This isn't really gonna help you at all. But you got the pride of making the yeah, playoffs, I mean, even though you got smoked by the Packers. The Cardinals couldn't get it done, so you made the playoffs. I got the Saints too. Yeah, but the, the, at, at ten, the Bears have been carried by David Montgomery, and the Saints are ill against on no care. Mitchell Trubisky's averaging seven touchdowns a week coming into this into the playoffs. Good luck having him being the reason that you beat the Saints because yeah. the ground game ain't gonna ain't gonna let it happen. So uh, just no fucking chance. I think the Saints could win this by thirty. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a blowout. I I might not even watch that game. Um, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch the game because it's one of very few games left in the season. But when I say I might not watch, yeah. I mean I'm watching every uh, second. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely watch it. Catch me from one to eleven on Saturday and Sunday, sitting in front of the TV watching football. Um, it's really great because you get like both days. You just get the whole day. You know, just nonstop I mean, you get football. That, you get that. It's like the Christmas day of of the NFL yes. because like. NBA, you get games all day, but it's just like one at a time. Everyone just focuses on one game. Everyone's talking about the same game. Like normal NFL Sunday is great, but at times it's like sensory overload because there's just there's 10 so games much going on. Yeah. yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah. The, like Red Zone this week, it was the most touchdowns they ever had on Red Zone. Yeah. I literally, it was changing every three seconds. I couldn't keep up. <laughs> it's insane. I couldn't keep but up. Yeah. Um, um, Really excited for that. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a great time. And college basketball, obviously, you know, these are those big okay. Saturdays you got going on. We have hundreds of college basketball games for the net on Saturdays it's a for lot. the next. Yeah. There was a hundred and ten college basketball games last Saturday with thirty five cancellations. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I love this time. Still, of year. there was 110 yeah. with the 35 cancellations. I love this I time couldn't... of year. Um, last but not least, an AFC North divisional matchup rematch of last week's game, but with a little bit different personnel this week. A uh, lot of movement on this line. It opened at three and a half, but we just found out that the Browns are not going to have any coaches. So the line has moved to six in favor of the Steelers. We've got the Browns going to Pittsburgh line six uh, in favor of the Steelers in total is 47 and a half. I just don't see the Steelers losing this one in this situation. Yeah. No. It's, it's still a little brother, big brother thing to me. I just, I mean, and Stefanski is just a nail in the coffin. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I don't, I would have taken, I was on the Steelers at minus three or minus three and a half, whatever they were. I'm still on the Steelers at minus six. I'll take them um, all the way to 10 at this point. Like, yeah, it's not going yeah, to get just doesn't, done. It doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Um, yeah, I'll take them up to 10 as well. Um, I, and I don't think it's a referendum on the, on the, on the Browns. I know they won by two with, you know, the so-and-so so-called JV squad of the Steelers. I think it's a great best matchup possible for the Steelers, other than maybe the Colts. Probably the only two teams they'd beat um, in the playoffs left. But um, the Browns had a really good year. They lost OBJ. They had some big receivers, Donovan People jones That's one person. He stepped up big. Higgins stepped up. <laughs> Baker played well. Uh, back end of the secondary is a big issue for them. Um, and Big Ben still is a really good quarterback. So, they don't run the ball much. They're gonna they're gonna pass all over them. Um, and yeah, I think they'll win by you know ten to fourteen. Um, and once again, not a referendum on the Browns. It's a good year. They made the playoffs. You gotta. It's all relative to what they haven't made the playoffs in eighteen some years. They broke the streak. They're not gonna have Stefanski. Um, I think it is kind of um, you know a way out if they do get blown out. You know, Stefanski's been a huge cog of of Baker's success and that 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 zone run scheme and he's really been great. It shows you the difference that a quarter, a coach can have in, on a quarterback. Um, like maybe there is hope with Sam in New York, for example, Baker with Freddie kitchens compared to Baker with Stefanski. It's it's night and day difference. So coaching matters. Um, I think Stefanski should get votes for coach of the year. I really like him. Sounds like, you know, really good coach. Um, yeah, without him, I don't think they have a chance. I think they're really going to be hampered. Um, and you really just you got to stack the box against them and you really got to make Baker beat you with his arm, and he's not going to outscore Ben and Deontay and Claypool and Juju. Nope, not going to happen. It's going to be – I hope it's a good game, but um, for – you know, I think it'll be close in the first half. I do think it'll be close yeah. in the first half. I yeah, like the you don't want here. a Steelers team revenge game right away. No. You get that revenge no. game a week later. I think it'll be maybe like a three to six point game at half. Um, and then I think they'll end up winning by like 10, 10 to 13 or so. Yeah. Um, and if- I agree. I like, the, I like the over in this one. I think it's 47 and a half. I, I think they'll crush that. I think, uh, I think, I think they'll crush that. I, I see at least 50 in this one. Um, but yeah, those are our picks and our preview of the NFL wildcard weekend. Can't believe we made it. We this was very much in doubt that we'd ever see this, but we're here. We're gonna get to the Super Bowl. We're gonna have a champion in the NFL this year. Great to see. Um, we also have a champion here on the Bleacher Banter podcast. Our season long uh, pick'em that we did. 
None of us had great records. We were all sub 500. There were some really, really, really rough weeks in there for all of us. But congratulations are in order for Sully. Sully finishes in first place at 30. Did you win by a game? Yep. One game over Tom? Listen to this. 37, 46, and 2. Actually, I don't know if Sully won. Tell me. I don't know how the how the pushes play into this. Sully went 37, 46, and 2. I went 36, 44, and 4. So I have two less losses. How does... It's winning, winning percentage. So what's the... It's... What's the total Wait, number of go, Tom? wins divided by total number of games? Yeah. We all pick we all pick the same amount of games. So how many how okay, many? Okay, so win? Sully won. Sully won then. Because he had thirty seven and I had thirty six. So he oh, Yeah, so Sully won by percentage points, like fractions of a percentage Yeah. Point. What was Dave what was Dave's record against this? Dave, Dave had a great last week going three and two. Finished two games back at thirty four, forty six, and five. Just okay. to put just to put into reference, three weeks ago, Dave or eight three, back. three weeks ago, Dave was five back. So he gained All right, ground. Nice little comeback. He nice gained little comeback. No, and last week actually you were four back. You were four back last week. And you came you cut that deficit in half. Real, real great late season effort for you. All right, Dave. You are the New come. York Giants of this pick'em. I'll take it. Do I get a pick? A high draft pick? <laughs> yeah, you can have you can have the first pick in next year's fantasy draft. No. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, congratulations, Sully. You earned it. Thanks. I really feel well like earned. Well earned. It came down to we were on the opposite side of the the um Bengals Ravens. We were on the opposite side of that. That and the, the Bears-Packers over that me and Sully had, hit. he missed it by half a point. Yeah, yeah, you missed that by half a point. You did. Yeah, they had 51. It was what? 51 and a half. The Bear, Packers-Bears was over 51 and a half. We both had the over. It finished at 51. Yeah, that's Who, who had the over, Tom? No, you me and, and you. Me and, and you. Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I th- okay, yeah. Yeah. I took – so I, I missed that one. Then I missed um the, the, the Bears, I think I took, right? Nope. You had – Ravens minus no. 13, Jets plus 3, Colts minus 14. Washington, when we did the episode, Washington was one and a half point favorites. By game time that line I was at Washington. that line was at 7. Yeah. That line was at 7 at game time. So what did I go? 2-2 two, two and 1? Uh 2 and 3. <laughs> you won the you won by capping the season on a 2 and 3 week. I went 1 and 4. Wait, what 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 did I lose? What Jets plus three and Colts minus fourteen, and then Packers Bears over fifty one and a half. Colts won by fourteen. No, did they? Yeah. What? Did they? Are you sure? I had I had Jags plus fourteen. I remember that because I have it written right here. Wait, you you did, but I didn't think that was a fourteen point game. Yeah, the Colts won by fourteen. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. So push. That's a push. You definitely won, Sully. So you went 36, 37, 45, and 3. My apologies. Dave, you went 34. And we, we had them at 14? Yeah. And you went. Okay, then there we go. Dave went. I'm glad I'm uh, making sure there's no funny business going on. Yeah. Even well, I'm won, you, I you won anyways. You won anyways, regardless. Well, well there, was, there was debate over the percentage points, so. <laughs> Dave, you had six pushes this year. Fucking I had recount. four, and Sully had three. That's crazy. 
in the last like three weeks also i've also had like nine plays push like i didn't think that was possible yeah. to be push, that on just, just just give well, me a loss enough games where I think <laughs> no it's possible. no no dave don't give me a loss. <laughs> no, I'll gladly take the push. Okay, <laughs> let's not. Let's I want to feel the pain. No, I don't. I felt enough pain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that is gonna do it for this week's episode. We will be back next week to wa- uh, recap Wild Card Weekend to talk about the divisional matchups. We'll get into some NBA. We'll recap that natty. We didn't even mention Devonte Smith. Devonte Smith gonna win the Heisman tonight. Yeah, Devonte Smith is gonna win the Heisman That's tonight. tonight. Yep. Yeah. Probably in like an next half hour, but Crazy. I mean, he's. I, thank God they didn't give it to a quarterback this year. Uh, he was clearly the best player in college football, and he had ha- like twenty something, tuck, like twenty three touchdowns on the year. Like I'm happy he he's gonna get it. Honestly, I thought um, Najee Harris should have been top three or four too. Did you I know the morning line over favorite? Mac Jones? Did you know the morning line favorite on the Heisman Trophy has never lost? Is Basically, on that still. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you can right now because I think it's going off in the next like half hour. But this morning you could. But literally, it's free money the morning of the Heisman. Whoever is the favorite every single year. All that right, you can we'll, bet check, on uh, well, Tom, free. check your book and see if you, we can bet on it because I don't have it on mine. I don't it's have it on mine like either. Minus. I, I have never Ooh, had it. On it's on, on, on um, my bookie. It still has it. And he what's, is. What's he is. Well, now it's probably minus 300. Where is I it? I know it's like, no, it's probably like minus 8,000 now. I don't even see it. Wait. Heisman Trophy winner. Sometimes they still have the tab up, but you can't bet on it. Yeah, all uh, I'm seeing is plus money, and it's not. Yeah, you can't you can't bet on Like, you can bet on other people, but you're just throwing away money because they know, um, they know for a fact, like, Right now, someone in the world knows for a fact that Devontae Smith already won the Heisman Trophy. It's not like they haven't cast their votes yet. Right. Like, people in the world know for a fact and are relaying the information to Vegas that he's already won. Yeah, that's true. Damn, should have hit it this morning, that is. I mean, I I, I was going to hit it last week because it was free money then, too. So, you bet on the Heisman Trophy right now. You are a fucking idiot. Might as well just go hand your money to a random person on the street and do a good (laughs) deed. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we're gonna. That's uh, it. We're done. We gotta get out of here. Um. We will be back next week though with another episode. In the meantime, go follow us on the socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter. Rate and subscribe to the podcast. Uh. Go to BleacherFan.com and check out the store. And we will be back next week with another episode.